You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational, to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 54, entitled... Top dressing, great for lawns and your bottom line. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Uh, I really appreciate you guys tuning in, as always. In fact, last week, uh, I have to say, was a great uh, week for downloads for the podcast. So, uh, again, I'd like to uh, extend a thanks to all of you guys for continually uh, tuning in and listening uh, as many of you uh, know, um, I uh, in the last uh, episode, um, as well as in the last, uh, if you're on the mailing list, you would have received, uh, I extended a offer uh, out there for uh, people um, if they're looking for help with their lawn care business websites, uh, as well as their, uh, if they need any sort of uh, uh, business coaching uh, to get their lawn care business uh off the ground and started out. If they need any help with any of that, uh, I'm now offering one-on-one uh, coaching sessions over Skype, as well as uh, a service to uh, help build your website and host it on my servers uh, and uh, focusing on lawn care businesses. If you want any more information for that, you can head on over to the lawncarebusinesssuccess.com website. You'll see uh, right at the top of the page. Um, the now offering coaching and uh, websites for lawn care businesses right at the top there with the links. Um, and uh, you can check that out for more information. Uh, also, <clears throat> I'd also like to uh, just uh, let uh People know that may be interested. Um, if you have a product or service that you would like to have featured on the Lawn Care Business Success podcast, um, I am now uh, looking at taking uh, submissions for that. Uh, basically, looking for sponsors of uh, the podcast. So, if you uh, think uh, you have a product that would be or a service that would be beneficial to uh, people starting out a lawn care business um, and uh, you think it would be a good fit, uh, you can uh, head on over to the website as well and uh, go to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash sponsor and uh, check that out for more information. So on this week's episode, um, it's entitled Top Dressing, Great for Lawns and Your Bottom Line. So this is uh, continuing or going back to uh, the episodes I did uh, about different services. Um, We did the uh, aerating one. Um, I've talked about compost tea in the past. Uh, We did the pressure washing uh, so this sort of follows uh, along uh, those lines. Um, so top dressing. Top dressing I offer mainly uh, in the spring, although I have done it at other times of the year. Um, and it there's really not really any sort of uh, uh, rule against uh, when you're supposed to do it. Um, I guess there's different... Um, 
trains of thought depending on uh, the location or geographical, I guess, location, you could say, of uh, when it's um, most widely accepted or uh, done in your area. Uh, here on the Pacific Northwest um, area, basically, uh, spring, I would say, is probably uh, the most popular, followed by uh, in the fall, like after September or so, uh, to kind of start uh, top dressing as well. Uh, but the majority of the ones that I've done uh, over the past uh, uh, 10 years or so have always uh, usually landed uh, on uh, the fall or sorry, the spring, uh, the spring season. So from March, uh, April, May, uh, and sometimes into June. Um, so top dressing is a great uh, way to help get a tired um, and drab lawn looking great again it's a a natural way to do it it uh, uh, reinvigorates the lawn by introducing a lot of uh, of those nutrients and stuff that have been uh, used up in the soil uh, sort of much to the the same line of thought if you have a, a farmer's field and say you know uh you know, planting certain crops on the same field, a farmer will rotate those crops um, throughout the year so that they're not planting the same uh, crop in the same fields uh, year after year after year. Um, or sometimes they may just give the the field a break uh, from planting one certain year um, so that the nutrients uh, in the soil are not completely expelled, uh, leaving the soil pretty barren as the, the plants that grow in them use up a lot of those minerals and, and nutrients that are present in the soil. So with a lawn, obviously, uh, you're going year after year and you're not going to uh, uh, remove your lawn and uh, give your soil a break and, uh, you know, maybe plant something different there and then go back to a lawn, uh, you know, uh, like a farmer would be able to uh, be afforded to maybe rotating his cornfields or uh, rotating certain crops or things like that. Uh, so with a lawn, what do you do? Because you're going to have the lawn there uh, all the time, but we've all seen, you know, these older lawns uh, that get tired looking and, uh, uh, you know, they just don't... Um, uh, look as great and become very, very dependent on those synthetic fertilizers to uh, even look green. Um, and, uh, you know, they just are are basically growing in a barren, um, you know, nutrient deficient uh, condition. So by um, top dressing your customer lawns, you can add a lot of health to the soil um, and uh, doing it on a regular basis, uh, say once a year or once every couple of years, um, you know, can really uh, step up the health of that particular lawn um, because you're constantly then introducing a lot of that organic matter uh, you know, with uh, the soil that you buy. Now, you'll notice that um, you can probably get different blends of soil if you're going to your local nursery um, or, uh, you know, wherever you pick up uh, your uh, soil. You know, a, a lot of municipalities and cities even provide um, 
soil for sale uh, from all of their uh, yard waste and organic clippings and stuff that they collect and they turn it uh, into soil and stuff. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, sources that you can go and find uh, your soil for bulk. Um, but uh, here where uh, I live, um, basically there's, uh, you know, a garden blend uh, type soil and then a, a turf blend, they call it. Now, the garden blend is basically just pure soil. It's, uh, uh, you know, uh, basically just composted uh, uh, green waste um, that is completely broken down and uh, into just black earth uh, soil. And, um, you know, it's sold uh, just straight like that. The turf blend, uh, as they call it uh, here at least, uh, is a mix of that uh, black soil and uh, they will mix in uh, sand uh, with it. Um, now, this may not be something you'll find in your area or your city because of uh, the different conditions, uh, but here, because of uh, the amount of rain, um, like I've mentioned before, um, throughout the years, uh, they mix in a bunch of uh, uh, sand and it can vary. Um, I've bought in turf blend before in the past that's had, uh, you know, what they say is 30% sand mixed into the soil. Um, uh, but the more common uh, amount seems to be a blend of 50% sand to 50% of that uh, composted black rich earth. Um, so depending on the lawn and the conditions, um, I will use the turf blend um, or I'll use the soil blend uh, for, or sorry, the garden blend for the um, uh, top dressing. And basically, like I alluded to with the drainage problems and all the rain, sorry, all the rain problems that lead to drainage problems in the lawns because we have a lot of uh, clay here. Um, you know, it seems to be the trend that they'll use the turf blend. Um, so I'm sort of on the fence still about, um, even after 10 years, what the best route, uh, the best um, uh, blend to use is. I've used, like I say, both and, um, you know, I've had uh, equally good results with both. Um, if, uh, you know, there is no drainage problems or anything like that, then I'll just use the, the straight... Um, garden blend but if there is sort of drainage problems where uh you know with all the rain and stuff there's water resting or it becomes pretty uh, soggy then um you know the turf blend uh, with the sand um is uh, the route that i'll go um i noticed that uh, around here all the sports fields, you know, all the soccer pitches and things like that, that they uh, do top dress with a lot of sand um, to keep it uh, from getting soggy and uh, keeping it uh, playable um, throughout uh, the season as, uh, you know, most of the soccer uh, seasons and stuff here uh, are played through in the fall when a lot of that rain is happening. Um, so... You know, those fields have to uh, uh, hold up to that. So they, they put a lot of sand uh, uh, in the uh, 
the blends here to keep that uh, water flowing and the drainage going. Uh, the problem here in the city that I live in is they have a lot of clay. There's, it's a big clay base. You can, you know, maybe dig a foot down uh, into your soil uh, with some, you know, uh, uh, top um, topsoil there. Uh, but once you get past that sort of one foot layer, you hit a clay pan. Uh, and that might stretch, you know, another two feet or three feet of solid sort of clay. And then uh, underneath, once you break past that, then you'll hit uh, nice black rich earth underneath. Um, but, um, you know, that clay can really cause a lot of uh, havoc because all of the rain that we get, um, you know, once the the water sort of penetrates that uh, first 12 inches of soil it can uh, drain through that but then uh, you know it can rest and uh, once it hits that clay it's got nowhere else to go it can't seep down any farther so uh, you know it acts like a big bowl and starts to fill up uh, you know at that clay area and uh, you know eventually that first 12 inches of uh soil that you have becomes completely saturated uh, with water as it, uh, you know, it can't drain down. It has to drain out the sides to whatever, uh, you know, wherever drainage may be present, whether it's, uh, you know, perimeter drainage around your house or, you know, out to the street. Uh, so, you know, these lawns can stay saturated and wet for such a long time. So, um, I think one way that they uh, they try to help that just to firm up the lawn so that uh, you know it's not so uh, squishy and soggy to walk on is uh, by uh, utilizing that sand, the turf blend. Um, like I say, if that's not an issue, if the drainage is really good, if it's on say maybe a slope, uh, the hill or something, maybe a front lawn or something like that then generally I can go with the uh, garden blend, which is just pure soil, uh, because it will, you know, gravity will drain the water away a lot easier. And, uh, you know, the soil isn't uh, all saturated when you're walking on it. Uh, and I'll just do that for the benefit of the lawn, just uh, nutritionally uh, using the pure garden blend uh, type soil Um so that uh, you're getting the maximum nutritional benefit, uh, as obviously the sand doesn't really offer anything uh, naturally uh, beneficial to the lawn. Although, you know, there is probably uh, uh, trace elements and stuff in there, minerals and elements, obviously, uh, in the sand um, that uh, I'm sure some of the, the plant takes up. So it's good to have, uh, I guess, a good balance of uh, either. But like I say, Throughout the years, I've used um, each of the different types um, and have had uh, uh, excellent success um, as far as the health of the lawn and what the lawn looks like after a few weeks of top dressing um, and going into, uh, you know, that season. Uh, traditionally, like I said, doing a top dressing in the spring and, uh, you know, that season, it just the lawn uh, looks uh, pretty great uh, after that. Uh, so typically what I would do um, normally uh, is, uh, depending on the condition of the lawn, you can top dress uh, at any time um, and uh, you can just, you know, lay your uh, 
uh, top dress uh, on top of a lawn, but you may want to do some sort of steps first, uh, depending on the condition of the lawn. So if there's a lot of thatch and stuff like that, you may want to uh, do a top or sorry, a uh, dethatching first uh, with a power rake and get a lot of that uh, uh, junk out of the lawn first before top dressing it. Um, but obviously an optional step, if you've got a, a nice healthy lawn uh, and you just want to keep uh, supplementing the nutritional uh, value of that lawn, uh, then top dressing without any other steps is perfectly fine as well. And now when I'm talking about top dressing, for those of you that may be starting out and uh, are unsure, uh, basically what I do is uh, I just put down between a uh, quarter to half inch layer of soil over the entire lawn. So typically uh, a top dressing job would consist of you know taking my truck and trailer to the uh you know wherever i'm purchasing my soil from at the time um and it may vary depending on um where the job is uh, so for example, I have a, a favorite location that I go to. Um, but if the job is too, um, you know, uh, far from that area, uh, more particularly in the past when I was working a broader area of the city, um, not so much now, now I, in the last few years, because I'm so compacted, uh, just in sort of my neighborhood, I go to my sort of favorite spot. Um, uh, but in the past when I was working across the city and stuff, uh, I would have a couple of different, um, uh, shops or stores that sold soil that I would, uh, uh go to, um, to save basically fuel and wear and tear on the truck and trailer, uh, you know, hauling, uh, a big load of, uh, soil. So what I uh, typically do, like I say, is I'll start off by going to uh, one of these places. I get a load of soil. For my particular instance, uh, doing this over the years, um, you know, typically, like I said, the the lawns that I'm um, catering are between the six thousand to uh, just under eight thousand square foot. Uh, property size. Um, so then you have to figure there's the house on top of that, a driveway, sidewalks, uh, a patio, or maybe a back deck or something like that. So what what's left over there, You there might be, uh, you know, a thousand square feet, 1500 square feet, maybe 2000 square feet of lawn. Um, so typically for my um, jobs on average, I use between a yard to a yard and a half. And sometimes depending on the condition, if, if the lawn has a lot of uh, lumps and holes and stuff um, that you want to flatten out uh, or level out, um, then I might go, you know, into using uh, uh, two uh, cubic yards of soil uh, to do the top dressing. So how I start out is usually um, I'll start out, uh, you know, pull up to the house. Uh, you've got a wheelbarrow, uh, use a square flat shovel uh, and a metal rake. Now you can use with the rakes, uh, you can use one of those big, long um, landscaping rakes. They're, uh, you know, a lot bigger or just a standard size metal rake, uh, not the type that you would use for raking up leaves, but sort of the flat uh, rectangular 
solid metal uh, rakes with the metal teeth um, with no flex in them. So like I said, not like a, a rake that you would use for um, raking up leaves or anything like that in the lawn. Um, more of a rake that you would use uh, in dirt or soil. So yeah, typically, uh, if you've ever seen those big aluminum, uh, landscaping rakes, it would, uh, typically be like that, but the smaller, um, size, maybe like 20 inches or so across. Um, so basically that's what I've, uh, been using. And, uh, what I do is I, with the little rake, I'll use the back side of it. So the flat end, not the side with the, uh, the teeth. Uh, so the back side. uh, so I'll typically go to the lawn I'll take, a my wheelbarrow, go to the back of the trailer, fill it up, and uh, I'll start at the farthest uh, end of the lawn, uh, and I'll just start putting uh, usually, typically, about uh, three piles of soil. Uh, Now, with this uh, here, the technique, you have to... um, basically sort of start I used to when I was in the beginning I would just drop a big pile of soil and start to spread it out but you know you typically you'll start to learn that that's a lot of work to try to move all that soil so over the years I started to perfect just doing smaller little piles maybe a a foot tall um, by you know two feet wide sort of piles um and i'll start you know if the lawn is uh, rectangular or something i'll start at the farthest corner drop one of those um you know maybe uh, a foot away from the corner and then i might uh, two feet away from that or two or three feet away from that drop another small pile um on either side and uh start to spread that out so i'll have the the wheelbarrow um still with, uh, say half a load of dirt left in it. I won't dump it all at once. I'll just start to spread out the soil with the back of the rake and, uh, start to do, uh, that. And then as I, uh, bring out the the soil and thin it out, uh, spreading it over the top, then I'll start adding a couple more piles, um, of the same size that sort of one foot tall by two feet or so wide, um, around the perimeter of where I just left off and then start to spread, uh, that. And typically that'll, uh, use up, uh, the wheelbarrow. I'll get, um, you know, maybe six or seven piles of soil, um, out of a, a full wheelbarrow full. Uh, so then I'll spread that out and, uh, then, uh, you know, go back out to the trailer and, uh, grab some more soil and then continually, uh, go from there trying to, uh, you know, keep it even and spreading the soil, like I say, quarter inch to half inch, uh, along the whole, uh, uh, whole lawn. Uh, so I'm just going to uh, take a little break here uh, for some messages and then uh, we'll continue uh, after that. All right. Hey, guys, if you have any questions or comments about the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact. And while you're there, why not join my mailing list and get access to a free PDF document of a landscape maintenance contract you can feel free to copy and use in your own business. For you Instagram users out there, be sure to follow me at Lawn Care Business Success. And if you haven't checked out my videos yet, well, what are you waiting for? Be sure to subscribe to the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel. 
Now, I know you guys love listening to audio while you work as much as I do, so I've partnered up with Audible to offer you guys a free 30-day trial and two free audiobooks of your choice. There's no long-term commitments, and you can cancel any time. And get this, even if you cancel during your free trial period, you still get to keep the two free audiobooks. It's a great way to try the service and to see if Audible is right for you. So why not give it a try? Head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash audible. Now back to the show. Okay, so as I mentioned before the break there, um, when I'm spreading the soil out, uh, I just try to keep it consistent, keep it, uh, you know, that half inch to, um, or sorry, quarter inch to half inch sort of uh, uh, thin uh, layer. Now, the reason I want to do that is because um, typically, and depending on the situation, um you know, you can add a lot more soil if you want to, but uh, what can happen is it can smother the lawn underneath um, and start to uh, uh, burn the lawn as well. If it's uh, too rich in uh, organic matter and nutrients and stuff, you're putting a lot of that on top. By putting that uh, half inch layer, it's just enough to supplement a nice healthy lawn um, or even a, uh, a lawn that's uh, tired. Um, if I'm doing a lawn renovation, uh, where I've typically done a lot of power raking, uh, and, uh, you know, removed a lot of garbage and you've got a lot of bare areas. And if the lawn's been neglected for a long time, um, and we're reseeding, uh, the entire lawn anyways, then, you know, I can leave or add a lot more soil, um, you know, and put maybe an inch down uh, or an inch and a half down. Uh, to really uh, give it a good uh, a bed. But what you'll find as well is if you put too much soil down, um, the lawn will become pretty lumpy um, unless you're going to start to roll it out. And typically this is uh, more difficult if uh, you're top dressing on top of an existing uh, lawn. Not so uh, much of a problem if it's a lawn that's been power raked, especially one that's, uh, you know, in dire need of uh, some uh, TLC. Um, so like what I'm talking about is if I'm power raking a lawn and I'm removing a bunch of that garbage and junk, then the lawns are usually pretty barren. There's not really much of lawn left, uh, particularly here uh, in the Northwest when the main problem is uh, moss. Uh, so, you know, some of these uh, lawns here that have been neglected and they have moss as an issue, the moss can be pretty thick. It can be two or three inches thick in areas. It's like a big shag carpet. You can actually, you know, grab a section of the uh, the moss sort of pinch it with your fingers and pull it up and it it almost pulls up like a big mat or a big carpet um so in those areas once you've power raked um there's not really much left all that's left is maybe you know the few uh, little uh, areas of patchy grass that uh, grow through the moss are the only things that'll be left behind so a typical lawn you know it's uh, pretty much all dirt that's left behind so with those you can add a lot more soil if needed and uh, but you'll have to roll it uh, to smooth it out so that it's um you know, you compact it a bit uh, to try to minimize uh, the lumping. Uh, but by doing just sort of a half inch of soil down there, uh, which is typical in my area, um, you avoid uh, leaving a lumpy lawn and uh, you avoid having to um, really roll it out. 
um, and uh, add that uh, compaction uh, to it. And the lawn will really respond uh, uh, quite well to uh, that added uh, amount of nutrients and organic matter, especially um, in there. Uh, so uh, typically, like I said, that's what I'll do uh, on 99.9% .9 of the lawns that I top dress. Uh, you know, I'll bring in that um, uh, soil. And, you know, through trial and error for me over the years, like I said, I've learned these different um, uh, sort of techniques on how much soil to put, how much soil I need to get for a typical lawn um, to give the customer the best uh, and quickest result. Uh, and like I say, if I put too much soil down, um, then I've learned over the years, like I say, the lawn can become lumpy over time when they're mowing it. Um, and also, uh, it can take a lot longer for the lawn to, uh, sort of break free or break past that soil and fill in again. Um, you know, if you're taking a really nice lawn, you don't want to smother it. Uh, so, and, you know, the customers, uh, a lot of people these days, as you can well imagine, are uh, quite impatient. Uh, so they want, uh, you know, the results and they want them yesterday. Um, so by putting a lot of soil down too, it uh, just makes it take longer uh, for the lawn to uh, uh, poke through completely full. There's, you know, be areas where it sort of looks patchy and stuff. And uh, by putting that... Uh, just half inch layer it supplements the lawn and it makes it look great and uh you know the lawn once you start watering it um you know the uh water sort of pushes the soil down to the root level and uh you know it quickly disappears within uh a week or so and the lawn starts to uh really uh gain some uh uh vibrancy from uh all of those uh, added uh, nutrients in the organic matter. Uh, you're also, by doing that, introducing, you know, a lot of organic matter, which also introduces a lot of those uh, uh, microbes and beneficial bacteria found uh, in the soil, uh, which then is a great time if you wanted to transition to uh, an organic lawn care program and uh, start using organic fertilizers and stuff like that. Uh, you know, that's uh, a great way to start. Uh, if a lawn has not been, um, you know, uh, on any sort of a organic program and maybe they've been continually using uh, synthetic fertilizers and uh, going that route, which uh, some uh, will say with all the chemicals and stuff in the synthetic fertilizers and the salts and stuff that it can uh, leach out uh, all those beneficial bacteria. So by top dressing, it's a great way to reintroduce that if you're not willing to uh, go to the effort of, uh, say, compost tea, um, you know, top dressing is a, a way to do it. Um, now, like I say, uh, with the spreading it out, once I'm all done, um, you know, that typically, uh, uh, does the job on my, um, uh, the ones that I'm doing, uh, it typically can take me a couple hours to, uh, uh, you know, unload, uh, the soil, um, drop it down, spread it all out, all nice and even. I'll finish the job, obviously, uh, with the cleanup, with the blower, um, and, uh, you know, making sure all the sidewalks and everywhere I went, um, is all, uh, 
all clean. The other uh, thing to to uh, sort of mention as well, not only, uh, like I said, I, I start off in the farthest corner and work my way towards uh, the truck. If uh, the truck's parked in the front and I have to do a backyard, then I'll always start in the backyard first and work my way to the front yard and then from the farthest point of the front yard uh, to the truck. Uh, and I do this for a couple of reasons. Number one, if you were to start closer to your truck and work your way towards the back, then you're constantly going to be walking on top of the soil that you just laid and wheelbarrowing the soil that you just laid, leaving uh, footprints and all that sort of stuff uh, and tracking more of the dirt back and forth over sidewalks and driveways and stuff like that by, you know, starting at the farthest point and working your way towards the truck or towards the, wherever, uh, you know, your vehicle is parked, um, you don't walk on top of the soil. You're always, uh, uh, you know, a few steps ahead of, uh, where the soil is. So the wheelbarrow is always behind you, uh, and the dirt, uh, you know, you're, you're working, uh, the dirt in front of you and working your way backwards. It just leaves it nice and smooth looking, uh, with no footprints and stuff in the soil, uh, uh, once you're done. So that's uh, typically uh, the main reason. The second reason is, is that, uh, you know, it can become physically exhausting uh, and physically, uh, you know, tired over time uh, when you're doing top dressing. So when I'm starting the job is when I have the most energy uh, and uh, so and, you know, the the least amount of fatigue uh, in my arms and stuff from wheelbarrowing. So I'll start at the farthest point and work my way backwards again, like I say. Um, and then that way, as the job progresses and you start to get more fatigued, more tired, you're wheelbarrowing uh, shorter distances Um so, you know, if you were to do it the other way and you're starting out by the truck and going by the time you're, you're getting to the farthest point, you're, you know, your arms are tired, your joints are tired, your back is tired, um, from, uh, you know, being bent over, raking, uh, the soil out smooth and you're, you're going farther and farther, uh, with each load. Uh, so typically that's why, uh, you know, obviously you do it in the reverse, start at the farthest point. It leaves less tracks. You're not uh, trampling on over the dirt. You're not tracking it everywhere. And, uh, you know, as the job uh, uh, progresses in time, you're going shorter and shorter distances, which helps with uh, the fatigue. Now, what do I charge for top dressing? Um, well, over the years, I have uh, obviously modified and changed, um, you know, the different pricing and stuff. And, you know, over the course of the years, looking back uh, at, uh, you know, what you were billing and what you were charging, um, I have to say that in the beginning, I was, uh, you know, charging very, very little uh, for the amount of work. Now, you know, I think when I first started out 10 years ago, I was maybe top dressing a lawn for maybe $120 or so. Um, and like I say, once you, um, you know, you sort of figure at the end of the day, um, that, uh, you know, you got in your truck, you're paying for fuel, you're driving out to, you know, a nursery or something to pick up the soil. You're driving all the way back to a customer's lawn. 
You're then spending a couple of hours um, to unload the soil and spread it out and then clean up. Um, sometimes you then have, um, say, uh, I've had cases where maybe there was too much soil um, put in, depending on uh, where I went. Um, some of the trucks or some of the places that I would get soil from would have, uh, you know, a smaller scoop on their uh, uh, tractor or front end loader. Uh, some of them have bigger scoops and they're sort of guesstimating when I would ask for say two yards of soil or something like that. And, you know, you might get three, three and a half yards falling into the trailer. Um, and so, you know, you'd have way too much soil and, you know, I would have to, at the end of the day, um, you know, have a bunch of soil left over and I'd have to then go home and unload it because I would need to, um, you know, either put the riding mower back into the back of the trailer uh, for, you know, lawn mowing the next day. So I had to start taking all this starter stuff into consideration when I was doing it. And over the years, my pricing had evolved. Um, and uh, typically now, um, for an average yard, I'm charging about $450, uh, to do a top dressing, um, which is taking me, you know, anywhere from, well, by myself, uh, probably typically about, uh, three to four hours, um, all said and, you know, all done, um, which includes, you know, driving all the way to the, uh, nursery, um, and picking up the soil, uh, going through that whole process of ordering it and waiting for them to get into their machines and load it up. And then, um, you know, depending on the amount of soil, uh, having to cover it or tarp it uh, per the, um, you know, uh, rules of the road, uh, having, uh, you know, not driving around with a load of soil um, uncovered. And then, uh, you know, getting to the customer's house and setting up, you know, uh, finding a spot to park, putting out some cones if I'm on the road or blocking the road, opening the trailer, putting a tarp down uh, to minimize the amount of dirt that's falling onto the street, um, getting the tools ready, you know, and then starting, uh, of course, the the whole process of top dressing. Um, so like I say, it can take me... Um, you know, the whole job from beginning to end to the time that I'm done and trailer is now completely unloaded or cleaned up, like I said, because I won't leave uh, uh, leftover soil and stuff in the trailer. Uh, and even, you know, the sides of the trailer on the inside will be uh, all dirty and stuff. So I will have that all cleaned up, um, ready to put the, uh, you know, the, uh, well, back uh, before when I had the riding mower before it was stolen, um, you know, I'd have it all ready and set to go to have, uh, the riding mower back in. Um, so yeah, typically three to four hours for, uh, the job, uh, all done uh, by myself. So I started to charge, uh, basically the, uh, uh, roughly about $450, uh, you know, cause I started to think, you know, I'm charging, um, in the beginning, say $120 to do a full top dressing with all that, with the delivery, with, uh, uh, you know, all that sort of stuff. And I start to, you know, uh, think about, uh, you know, these places where, uh, you know, if the customer were on their own to go and order the soil, if they were to have it delivered and all that stuff, it would cost, uh, you know, over $120, uh, in most cases, um, for them to have a yard or two of soil delivered to their house. Um, and then they still have to do the whole, uh, spend a few hours doing the top dressing and stuff. Um, so 
I found sort of the sweet spot, anything for basically the size lawns that I do. Um, that's what I can, um, uh, bill here for them. And that's what I have been building for them. And, um, you know, there's, uh, typically, uh, pretty much every one, um, you know, that, uh, I, uh, quote for, um, accepts the quote at, uh, that $450 price in, uh, you know, for this size lawn and stuff, considering the amount of work and the trucking and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and I'll explain that too, when I'm doing a quote, I'll tell them, you know, well, um, so it'll be 450, but that includes the, uh, you know, driving out there and picking up the soil and bringing it all back, delivering it and then unloading it, doing the top dressing, cleaning up, all that sort of stuff. So once you sort of lay it out, people, uh, you know, uh, understand, um, that, uh, that's what it's going to cost, uh, uh, for you to, uh, make any sort of, uh, uh, a profit when it's all said and done, considering the cost, uh, if they were to have just the soil delivered and, uh, still have to, uh, get out there and do the work. Um, uh, so that's sort of the sweet spot that I found, um, that I could, uh, charge. And like I say, I almost sometimes think that, um, you know, uh, I could almost charge more, uh, just because based on the, you know, the rule of, uh, if you're, uh, you know, your quotes are all accepted, um, then you're probably charging too little. Um, and that's what I'm finding now is that, uh, you know, typically, uh, probably about uh, 90% of the top dressing jobs that I quote, uh, at that price, um, you know, uh, people are accepting. Um, so, uh, but I think it's still a, a, a pretty decent, a fair price. Uh, and typically, um, you know, when you consider that, uh, I can, uh, on a normal day, if I, I've got a bunch of top dressing lined up, um, I can, uh, you know, uh, comfortably, um, do two houses in a day, um, by myself. Um, you know, so I'm looking at about a $900 day, uh, doing, uh, two houses, top dressing, uh, uh, you know, a couple of lawns. Um, so typically, uh, like I say, uh, being able to do that comfortably without, uh, being in a mad rush and, uh, really pushing, uh, uh, the scale. So, uh, I think that's, uh, uh, about, um, it for this week. I hope that gives you guys some, uh, um, sort of background and uh, information on top dressing and how, um, you know, uh, it's, uh, beneficial for the health of uh, lawns. Um, and it's also a great, uh, a great way to, um, uh, supplement or, uh, yeah, supplement your income. Uh, if you're, uh, doing the lawn care or lawn cutting, uh, portion of the job, it's a great way to, uh, add a bunch of extra income. Um, usually in the spring, are my busiest months for all that sort of, uh, top dressing and doing lawn rentals and all that sort of stuff. Right. So typically, you know, the May, June, um, uh, April, May, uh, June months are the, uh, the months, uh, where I make my most, uh, uh, majority of, uh, the year's income. Uh, and then, uh, things will slow down into a, a more even rhythm or pattern after that with the lawn care and just the fertilizing and doing the hedging and all that sort of stuff. 
after that. Um, so hopefully that gives you guys starting out some uh, insight on that. Uh, if you have any questions or comments about the show, don't forget that you can uh, contact me through the LawnCareBusinessSuccess.com website. Just go to the contact page. Uh, and again, uh, I would really appreciate you guys if you would uh, leave me a review on uh, iTunes. Uh, and you can do that uh, through the website as well. Just go to the review tab. Um, and, uh, there'll be a link there to iTunes and, uh, or you can, uh, just click on the show and, uh, uh, leave your review. It's a bit of a, uh, I will admit a complex or confusing, uh, a system that Apple has set up for, uh, leaving reviews. It's not the easiest, uh, sort of system, but, um, if you guys could do that, it'd be really appreciated. Um, and, uh, again, uh, I think I mentioned before that, uh, the, Podcast is now also available on the Google Play uh, Store, as well as uh, you know a bunch of other places like Stitcher Radio uh, and uh, uh, some other podcast uh, apps that uh, now uh, get uh, the feed directly from iTunes. So whether you're listening on an Android uh, uh, device or so, you can easily uh, get the uh, podcast as well. Or you can always listen to it directly right off of the LawnCareBusinessSuccess.com website as well. That's another uh, uh, option. And uh, yeah, I think that's it for this week. So uh, here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.